please stay safe. Don't don't fuck yourself up. Don't add to the wave of coronavirus. Don't destroy and loot shit. Do peaceful shit. Who the fuck am I? Don't listen to me. You do whatever the fuck you want to do, guys. Just listen to this podcast and be safe. Well, if they're listening to the podcast right now, then they're obviously staying safe. No, you can pop in a pair of earbuds as you're looting and fucking break. Oh, please. If any of you are listening to this podcast right now while you're protesting, comment below. Let us know. I would love to hear it. You can get at us at movie underscore toast on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, wherever the fuck you want to talk to us. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you. You guys closed out the show really well. I'm, I'm happy to tonight. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Toast podcast. This is going to be our weekly reviews episode. I know the world out there is a little crazy and it seems like maybe watching movies or making a movie podcast ain't that great. You know, Los Angeles, where I am, has gone full 1992. But sometimes watching movies is a great escape from all of the problems of the world. So we're just going to carry on and hope you all stay safe. I'm here with two of my co-hosts this evening, Tommy. Hello. And Adam. (laughs) It's nice to see you guys. Yeah, I'm Likewise. Uh, under curfew and quarantine. Double whammy. A twofer. Up yeah. here in Northern California, we just have the quarantine shelter in place. Knock on wood. No uh, curfew yet. I had to run out at 545 and buy like a gratuitous amount of Jack in the Box to get me through <laughs> the night. <laughs> I will say this though, the, the local Target in my hometown closed down because of all the riots that are happening in you California. Can't blame them. You got to play it safe. I yeah. heard that Target closed down like 200 stores around California. But well, I mean, Target's in their name, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just kidding, everybody. We're actually movie toast, and I'm sure you're tired of hearing about the riots. So we'll stop. So, Adam, did you see anything this week that'll bring a smile to our faces? Well, I don't know if it's going to bring a smile to anyone's faces. I saw a movie that a lot of people kind of hate it, but I really enjoyed. It's a movie starring Kamal Nanjiani and Issa Rae, directed by Michael Showalter, called The Lovebirds. It was supposed to come out in theaters a few weeks ago, but since this pandemic hit, it hit Netflix exclusively. Uh, so wow. this movie is about a couple. We, we meet them on their first date, and then we cut forward a few years to their very moment they break up when they break up they're driving in a car and the moment they break up you think things can't get worse for this couple but it does they hit a man on a bicycle and they get out and they're freaking out because they're worried about the guy the guy's not worried about being hit he's he's riding away from someone he's like i gotta get out of here don't worry about me So, so he he gets away and then another guy runs up to him and he's like, I'm a cop. I need to commandeer your car. We got to catch this perp. And they're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go get this guy. And it's pretty action packed. And then the cop catches up to him. And they're like, oh, he's not slowing down. Boom. He fucking hits the guy on the bike. You think, okay, that's it. Nope. He reverses. He goes back. He reverses <laughs> like three times. He runs over this guy. And, uh, <laughs> and then this guy fucking runs away. And you're like, is that guy a cop? Did he just murder him? What's going on? And that's what's going through this couple's point of view. They're, they're not sure what the fuck just happened, but a fucking hipster couple comes around the corner and thinks they murdered this guy, and they're calling the cops to fucking say, hey, we just witnessed a murder, even though they weren't even there for it. And they end up giving their names up. They leave their car there. They just run away. They flee. They're like, fuck, we got to clear our name. So they want to find out who the guy on the bike was, who the murderer was, and they don't want to get arrested. Oh, man, I love this movie, guys. 
<laughs> really? It's fucking wacky. It's out there, but it's really fun and entertaining. And it's under an hour and a half and it hits like a freight train. The jokes are awesome. Everything just hits on all levels for me. Sounds like a nightmare, but you're convincing me to go watch it anyway. <laughs> if you got an hour and 27 minutes, why not? Boom, 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 boom. Everybody knows this song. <laughs> that was Mozart. So musical tonight, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, the music thing ties into the Oscar-winning movie I'm reviewing called Amadeus. Now this is won. one of those movies that is like memed. And reference to hell, but I've never seen it. It's about the life, the success, and the troubles of one Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. But it's what's really cool about this is it's told by one of his peers named Antonio Salieri, played by F. Murray Abraham. So he plays Antonio Salieri. Antonio Salieri was a fellow composer and was insanely jealous of Mozart's talent. He made a pact with God and he said, please let me share with the world my music. Please just give me the ability. I want to be your hand. So then when he met Mozart and listened to Mozart's music, Mozart as a person was vile and crass and just degrading to women, just everything opposite. And he's like, why would God choose this man instead of me? And so that was what started this feud between the two of them, was that Salieri was angry and bitter towards God because he chose Mozart to be his tool. I wonder how much this is like fictionalized. In oh, I'm, it's been written about before that uh, there was a book that talked about that idea and that I think Salieri told people that towards the end of his life. If there's actually any fact to it, Mozart never talked about it or wrote about it in any of his journals or anything like that. Huh. Automatic green light. I'm not going to lie. Um, it sounds like one of those period pieces that's slow to me, and I, I want to enjoy it. Is it slow or is it? It's not slow. Tommy, do you got any uh, tidbits for this I movie? Do, I do. Something to wet our palate, get us more interested. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So there's a scene later on towards the end of the movie. It's not. This isn't a, a, a spoiler, but uh, Salieri is writing down the death mass under Mozart's dictation because Mozart is too ill to be able to write the stuff down himself. So Salieri is kind of like, he's kind of playing both sides. And so he's like, well, let me write the music for you. You dictate it and I'll write it down. And Mozart looks at him, he goes, oh, you'll do that for me? Really? And he's like, huh. yeah, of course, we're buddies and I'll, I'll do that for you. So during that scene, Tom Hulch, who plays Mozart, deliberately skipped lines to confuse F. Murray Abraham in order to achieve, achieve the impression that Salieri wasn't able to fully understand the music being dictated. That's so really genius. It's a powerful, it's a very powerful scene because wow. yeah, Salieri is basically writing the death mass that Mozart's being paid to write. And then it ended up being Mozart's own death mass <laughs> when wow. he died. Pretty crazy. Oh, huh? uh, another one F. Murray Abraham learned to read and conduct music for his role. I'm, pretty sure Tom Holtz did the same thing because they both were, they killed it when they're up there and they're, you know, uh, conducting the orchestras. And I was about to say, what you're doing right now is perfect for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you um, can't uh, see, Tommy waved his arms around. Like a, like a conductor on a mission. No, uh, so the last one I'll give you guys, this one's a really cool one. This is for more of the music 
people out there, but the several professors of music stated after studying all of the musical keys that were struck on pianos throughout the film, that not one key is struck incorrectly when compared to what is heard at the exact same moment. So in other words, what you see in the film is exactly what you're hearing. And you don't so, get that normally. You normally no. get like cutting away to hands no. and cutting back yeah. to the head. And as a musician, I'll tell you right now, when, when I see that in a movie, it takes me out of the movie if it's done incorrectly. So when you're seeing exactly what you're hearing, it's, it's nice. It's nice to know. It's nice to see it. You think so very, uh, very, very good movie. You know what that, you know, something like that time you're talking about, that's always taken me out. This is going to be on a yeah. tangent. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. You please. know, Michael J. Fox in the first back to the future when he's playing the, uh, the guitar, Johnny yeah. be good. Johnny be good. The right. beginning. I can never tell if he's actually playing the guitar. I mean, at the uh. end when he does like ridiculous crap, I can tell he's not, but. And right, it, right, right. Takes me out of it. Just well, like you said. I heard a rumor that he actually did play the guitar. He knew oh. how to do it, so it's very possible that that was part of that. Some of that was him playing it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's half and half because, like, he plays it behind his head and stuff, and he's like spinning around. Yeah, and that when he does that, I can tell mm. that he's very good at guitar. I'm, I'm pretty yeah, sure he's... that's that's not him. But no, no, no. But um, anyway, sorry. Well, and here's another thing, because random. we're all we're all very aware of how films are made. I'm sure that he's actually like when you hear the. He's. He, I think he's actually doing that because it looks like he's actually doing it. But we all know that they probably did a ADR type. You of shut thing. your mouth! <laughs> you don't talk ill of Stuart Little. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I mean, unless it's La Miserable from 2013 where they did everything. <laughs> no ADR. Or um, cats. Meow, 2019. Don't talk about cats. I, did I, I didn't tell you how I got drunk and watched that movie. Man, I should have reviewed that. You've seen it? <laughs> yeah, I rented it a couple of weeks ago and got drunk, and I was all over the fucking place with emotions of lostness. Lostness. That's a word I, I just made up. Lostness. I like when it. I watched it, you hadn't seen it. Saw it probably like a month or two ago. Well, I'm going to take the last 10 minutes we got here to go ahead and do my movie review. If you guys go for it, want to hear what I have to say about what I watched. Yes, please. Do. please. Um, so you guys, all the audience at home, <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a red light here. I'm just letting you know. And I think, you know, you should go watch adam or tommy's movie this Uh-oh. week or you know Uh-oh. just roll the dice because this one is i wanted to like this movie so much i watched inheritance oh you're killing me man i wanted to see this shit. <laughs> i wanted to watch it it's for the 2020 inheritance starring uh lily collins simon Pegg, and patrick warburton oh that cast is amazing not the <laughs> uh not the 2013 inheritance or the 2007 the inheritance or the 2003 the inheritance <laughs> there's a lot of inheritance this is the 2020 inheritance <laughs> um that cast i mean lily collins is fantastic mm-hmm. ever since the mortal instruments which is a like knockoff of the knockoff Hunger Games, of the knockoff Harry Potter, of the knockoff Twilight. Oh, she was a good actress, though. Like back when they were trying to get all of the these like, youth, young adult uh, novels to be the it girls or whatever, they were just trying to replicate Harry Potter and the Hunger Games for like maybe five, six years. Mm. They did like the Maze Runner, Mortal Instruments, Ender's Game, all this garbage. Um, <laughs> what was the one with uh, 
Shailene Woodley, uh, the uh, the faults in our stars. Oh, oh, um, defiance or I don't know, deviant or yeah, they didn't finish Crash the series. Right. Like it had, they did two of the three movies. Anyway, <laughs> um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so Lily Collins, amazing actress. I'm afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm a. Let me take that back. Lily Collins is an amazing actress. I'm sure as hell that we'll be seeing a lot more of her going forward. Patrick Warburton, hilarious. He's Joe in Family Guy, <laughs> if you don't know that. David Putty, Putty on Seinfeld. Putty in Seinfeld, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of work. He's the captain before you get on Soarin' Over California at Disneyland. Or Soarin' <laughs> Over... A, what's it? It's called Soarin' Over the World now. But um, He made a brief cameo in uh, uh, The Men in Black 2. Uh, he's the tick. <laughs> we could go on and on. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, anyway. And um, Simon Pegg, who is a phenomenal actor. Mission mm. Impossible... He's that weird Coronado alien, trilogy. the fat guy in Star Wars Episode Seven, the yeah. <laughs> oh, and then the Sean of the Dead oh, series gosh. with the hot fuzz and at uh, Worlds Frost. End. Did yeah. you say the? Did you already mention Mission Impossible movies? Yeah, that was the first yeah. one I said. Okay. So anyway, all three of these actors, I went into this movie and I'm like, this is amazing. They're all amazing. And I never expected to see them in a movie together. <laughs> and then I started watching this movie and it immediately hooked me. Let me tell you the beginning. Because this girl, Patrick Warburton's her dad. And he's only in the beginning because he dies. And he's like a powerful man. like Almost like a Bruce Wayne, uh, you know... Um, did, mm. I say the, did I just say the name of Batman wrong? You did. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, you said it right. You no, said I Bruce did. Wayne. Yeah, oh, okay. you said Bruce Wayne. Um, so he's like almost kind of like, yeah, Bruce Wayne kind of guy. He dies. Uh, he leaves his inheritance to like a, a lawyer and somebody else and a politician and his daughter. And then his daughter, Lily Collins, the thing he left her is this underground bunker that that's all creepy from like it looks like a 1945 like world war ii bunker and Jeez. simon pegs in there and he's been locked up down there for 30 years whoa yeah oh my God. this sounds amazing like, that's what i said the trailer looks kick-ass yeah wow and uh there's a mystery that unravels and um I just lifted you up about as high as I got. And then it very quickly unravels. And um, I just got, I don't want to ruin it for people who are still going to go watch it. Cause at the end of the day, it's a thriller and all of the uh, gravy on the mashed potatoes. That is a thriller is at the end. So, but it's ultimately predictable, full of plot holes reminds me of like 1990s thrillers which were amazing but if you go back and watch them now you're like this is completely ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> like the one that i kept going back like you know david fincher's the game with um right yeah oh my goodness who is uh wall street gordon gecko money gosh uh, shit. uh his Hank prim Michael Douglas. Yes. There we go. There we go. My goodness, with the names. Um, remember that if you ever seen the game with Michael Douglas, um, yeah, Hank Pym. Uh, that movie was like amazing at the time. And if you go back and watch it, it's still actually kind of entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but just like the plot holes, it's just on these thrillers, like there's just always a nightmare. And so, um, and then, you know, it's, it's nice if the ending isn't predictable, which the end of this one 
kind of is. Um, once you get about like 15 minutes after she meets Simon Pegg, you're like, I know exactly how this is going to end. <sighs> um, Gross. so I would, it's ultimately a red light for me because, uh, because it's such a disappointment. Like, I mean, if they carried out the fun and the entertainment, no fault of the actors, directing was good. Everything's fine. Just a lot of plot holes that will take you out of the movie along the way. And it'll, um, now do you think it was the writing or the editing that might've messed it all up for you? It's the writing. It's the writing like it normally is. Um, I don't want to like shit on anybody, but you know, everyone, <laughs> Patrick Warburn, Simon Pegg and Lily Collins did a fantastic job. And there's, um, what's his name in it too? Um, Connie Nielsen or no, uh, yeah, no, Connie Nielsen. sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. Connie Nielsen's in it too. Uh, she fine. Mom? It's all, all bueno, all bueno all the time. And, and the directing's good. And this is like the director's like first film. I think he did a lot of assistant directing. Huh. Uh, his name is, um, Von Stein. Thank you, Tommy. His name is Von Stein. And so I think you directed Terminal, World War Z, second unit director. Sherlock Holmes. He was a miscellaneous crew. He's a second unit director for a lot of those. He's a great director. All right. He was doing a great job. I hope they give him more work. I hope they give all these actors more work. Uh, Everything was great about it, except the writing. If you can stand plot holes or like you just overlook them, then maybe this is a green light for you. But it's not for me, and I don't like the. I didn't like the ending so much. Like I'm, I'm a little cold on the ending. Ah, uh, um, bummer. Fair enough. I like happy endings. Sorry, I'm a simpleton like that. But you know, that's pretty much all I got for this. You it does have any? a five point four rating out of ten on IMDb out of seventeen hundred votes. Oh, there you go. Are there any tidbits for it? There's two tidbits, but they're both pretty much the same thing, and it's about. Simon Pegg having to undergo a grueling six-month exercise routine to reach the required body shape described as very lean for the role of Morgan. He lost 12 kilograms of weight and got his body fat down to just 8%, and it took him (laughs) a whole six months to do it. Wow. Pretty healthy. Shorter time than it would take me. (laughs) (laughs) I think that speaks for all of us. He has uh, long hair, too. It's pretty interesting. But anyway... I think we could just wrap it up there on that melancholy note. Go watch uh, Amadeus, I think, or the, what was it called? The Love Train? Uh, The Lovebirds. 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 You know, and uh, y'all just, for me, have a good night and stay safe. Let's, I'll wrap this up. You guys. Stay home. Stay healthy. Stay toasty. Uh, And also, please go to uh, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, uh, and all those fun places at movie underscore toast and get at us, guys. Give us likes, comments, reviews on iTunes and wherever you get this podcast. I don't know what the fuck that was. (laughs) Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. We'd love you. Oh, please. Yeah. Give us a review. Give us two and a half. Throw in a wrench. Review our reviews oh tell us if you agree or disagree on twitter Instagram. thank me in the asshole at twitter (laughs) good night everybody (laughs) 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 